0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Welcome on in to the Baseball Insiders on this beautiful Monday morning. Morning? Afternoon. I'm Adam Weinrub alongside Robert Murray, fan side of MLB Insider. And as we draw ever closer to the trade deadline... Robert is here to break down the latest and greatest from the rumor mill. Shane Bieber saw his name added to the rumor mill this week. We're going to break it down. Cleveland lost a different starter in Zach. Please We're going to talk through that whole shenanigan. And we touched on the Kirk Street fight last week, Uh, but it did bring up an interesting point about the Cincinnati Reds and the current position they're in. So we're going to dive deeper to the NL central, which is what everybody wants. Robert Murray. Thank you so much for joining me, man. As
0: always, how you doing? I'm great, man. Trade deadline talk seems like it's heating up a little bit. So that's always an exciting time for me. Uh my phone's gonna be very busy. I'm gonna try to unplug when I'm in Wisconsin later this week. No promises there. Hopefully I can break some news while I'm home with the fam. But other than that, man, I'm great. How are you? Doing good. And yes, this is the last
1: episode for a little bit where you and I will be together. So I'll try to get you to empty your notebook as best I can today before you take a much deserved rest. And uh, if anybody wants to empty their bank account in the same way Robert empties his notebook and you don't have a DraftKings account yet, now is the best time to do so. Uh, the only yesterday was the best time. Today is the second best time. Day after that, third best time. Now we can help you out here on the Baseball Insiders, and we have upgraded our sign-up offer for all baseball fans and Baseball Insiders listener for a limited time only. If you are a new user, you can receive $200 in bonus bets by following just three steps. One, create an account. Two, deposit, and then wager $5 or more on any sport. And do it with a smile. That's step four. Whether your first wager wins or loses, you'll still receive the $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code Baseball Insider when you sign up. That is Baseball Insider. That's the code to use upon sign-up. The best part is using you the code. Using you the code. Using the code Baseball Insider not only gets you the bonus, but it does get you support for this podcast. If you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code Baseball Insider to maximize your first bets. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 and physically present legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. The Shane Bieber stuff got me thinking this week. I mean, natural next step is best fits, of course. Uh, But it also made me think of just poor fits. Like it feels to me, and maybe I'm off, uh, A, like a desperation play for somebody. Like there might be a team that gets uh, the best of Bieber, but at this point, it might be a slightly diminished version of the right-hander, and he is not going for a discount.
0: No, he's not going to go for a discount at all. I mean, he's he's still like numbers-wise, pretty good. He's very like he's like throughout his entire career, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. And Cleveland, they've gotten a haul for Clevenger in the past. They've gotten um, stuff in return for Trevor Bauer and also Carlos Carrasco. And, and Bieber has always seemed seemed like the obvious candidate. Uh, to be the next player traded for them, uh, just so they can avoid, I shouldn't say avoid, but they, they have a history of trading away their starting pitchers before they have to pay them the big dollars. And that's why he's been connected in rumor mills for years. And I remember going on the radio in St. Louis a couple of years ago and mentioning how Shane Bieber was a really good fit for St. Louis. And I thought entering the season, that would end up being the case once again. I don't think so anymore if if anything their play especially after this latest series against the Pittsburgh Pirates it's warranted them probably selling um and I think it's like I don't know I you cannot make the argument at least right now that the Cardinals should be um they can't be trading away their top prospects for to win now because their play hasn't warranted it and I think trading for Bieber would be a mistake what do you think Adam
1: I completely agree. I wonder if the Cardinals would even go as far. And before this weekend series, you and I were talking about uh, maybe the pirates and Cardinals hooking up for a rich Hill trade. Rich Hill goes and shuts down the Cardinals yesterday and sort of puts the final nail in that coffin for St. Louis in the weekend series. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think you can further justify adding to this roster and it just makes you wonder who the Cardinals would be willing to untie and let go.
0: No, exactly. And like, there's, they obviously have like a, a tremendous amount of top prospects like Jordan Walker is one of the best in the game. Mason Wynn is another one who's really good too. Um you can also look at I mean Lars bar has been mentioned in trade talks before. Um I mean there's Juan Yepes is another one. I mean he's been I wondered if he could end up being a trade candidate this year cuz he hasn't necessarily gotten the playing time that he's that he thought he would get. Um But I mean, those are four of them, but I just I can't envision them trading any of those guys, especially Jordan Walker. Like he's as untouchable as it gets, I think, in the trade market right now as far as prospects go. But, um, yeah, the Bieber thing, will, the Bieber talks are going to be very, very, very interesting to follow in the next couple of months.
1: He throws me off. I I like that the comment section is calling him a a potential, you know, Padres, a fleece of Preller. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at the Angels two, uh, a Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara kid. If the angels are trying to make a last ditch effort to get over the hump and grab that playoff spot, I wonder if that's, a, you know, a connection, but 53 strikeouts in his first 75 innings, 1.293 whip a year and a half of control is means you're going to overpay even more for Bieber. And I know stat cast stuff is not dogmatic. It's like everybody, and it's been it's been really annoying to see the Louisa rise stat Statcast page circulated the last couple of weeks, where everybody's like, "Is this a good baseball player with his eighth percentile hard hit?" But then they ignore the part where it says his expected batting average is in the hundredth percentile. It's like, yes, that is good. That is in fact very good. Uh, but that you know you got to take it all the grain of salt. Some people can exist and thrive with reduced arsenals. And Bieber does have a three seven two ERA, but low 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 part of the spectrum in every hard hit rating eighth in average exit velocity eighth in hard hit percentage ninth in expected batting average he limits walks the fastball still spins but the velocity is way down in the sixth percentile k percentage in the 14th not the be all end all but certainly not something you look at and go yeah i I think this is probably worth three of my top 10 prospects not right
0: now no, exactly. And like they, they probably waited a year too long to move him. And you could even say the same thing about Zach Plesak, who I know we're going to be talking about a little bit later, but he was somebody last year, there was significant rumblings that he was going to be traded. Um, ultimately, obviously he did not get traded. And then he just bottomed out this year. Um, but I would imagine that being said, even though Bieber's not the pitcher that he once was, there's going to be interest. But if the guardians have a pretty high asking price, that could make a trade relatively difficult, especially if teams, are also trying to check in on guys like Dylan Cease or or Corbin Burns or or other players like that. But I, I still don't expect Burns to be traded, at least not, not yet.
1: Before we let the Cardinals go, maybe semi-permanently, uh, you did note that Jeff Passen sort of offhandedly mentioned Paul Goldschmidt this weekend. I don't know, man. Like it's crazy that we're already getting to that point. But it's – is oh man. I don't know. I gotta release it. Could that be the one that blows up this relatively uh, you know, standard trade deadline if Burns isn't going anywhere and the brewers don't want to sell and I don't know. I guess it depends on the next month.
0: And they, it does depend on the next month, but that would be an absolute stunner if they moved him because I think Goldschmidt's presence was one of the big reasons why Arenado wanted to stay in St. Louis. Like, he's never had a teammate like that throughout his entire career. And trading him, that would be a pretty big gut punch to that Cardinals locker room, but also to just Nolan Arenado. And you got to wonder what the ripple effect from that would be. I still think it would be relatively unlikely. Like I can't imagine in any scenario whatsoever that he's going to be moved. But if the Cardinals continue to struggle... Teams are going to check in on Goldschmidt. He's too good of a player not to, but I still don't think that they're going to be enticed enough to move him. But you never know. All it takes is one offer to blow the Cardinals' socks off, off their feet
1: or just blow their socks in general. Um, yeah, you don't want
0: to blow their socks. That'd be pretty bad. That'd, yeah, that would not be very good, would it?
1: No, somebody ring the Phillies ringing up and saying, We lost Reese Hoskins for the year. We'd love uh, Goldschmidt. Let's see if we could blow your socks a little bit. The Cardinals going, What did you say, blow your socks? Is, is that exactly? Is that, I, don't, I don't know that phrase. Could blow up the conversations from the jump. A um, c- couple other fits that just I've seen too many people talk about to ignore at this point, but that read as immediate mistakes to me, uh, or just things that will never happen that are being speculated on and shouldn't be. Marcus Strowman is a potential trade deadline move. He's not going to the Yankees, and he's not going to the Mets. He, The Mets, an anonymous Met just yelled at him a week ago and said, No, your place, stop celebrating against us. He wore out his welcome there, apparently, with some people in that clubhouse, it would seem. Uh, he's not going back. After the Yankees did not trade for him when he went to the Mets in 2019, Brian Cashman said he wouldn't have made their playoff rotation, a grudge that he has held for four years. Uh, and so I, I know maybe some people are not in, in Yankees land or thinking about the Yankees all the time, but I feel it's necessary to remind them that he hates Brian Cashman, and Brian Cashman also went public with his distaste for Stroman and the quality of his stuff. So I don't think Cashman was correct on that, but he's not coming here. Uh, a lot of people sending Cody Bellinger and Tyler O'Neill to the Yankees too, that almost feels like a troll job. That That's exactly what the Yankees don't need. Big swing and miss power bats, they have plenty of those. So whenever anyone sends those guys to the Yankees, it always feels like they're doing it so that when they struggle in New York, the the people who sent them there could be like, ha, 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 you have the same deficiencies you always did. I I don't foresee those fits working out either. Um, And I just, Lucas Giolito has me wondering too. I I know high quality and I know that LA, you know, the the LA kid connection to the Dodgers, uh, we've seen the Dodgers work plenty of magic on plenty of pitchers before and I wouldn't be shocked if he went to LA and, and had a strong second half but somewhere with a different reputation than the Dodgers like the twins who traded for Tyler Maley last year and saw him struggle and then get injured Giolito has the worst home runs for nine innings since his rookie year his expected ERA is a half run higher than his 408 mark all of those feel like flashing red lights do not do this to me
0: no. And like that being said, I still think he's going to be traded. I, I oh, yeah. keep looking back. I still think the Braves make a lot of sense for Giolito because they, they could use another starting pitcher and they thought Mike Soroka could end up being someone who could contribute, but he's not ready quite yet. He got a uh, option to triple A after two starts. Yeah. Uh And the Tyler O'Neal thing, like I, I don't know about the Yankees there. I know there was like some buzz. I, I think I saw something about the Braves, but there's nothing cooking there. Um, I like as I mentioned in the last episode that one team that does like Tyler O'Neill is the Brewers. I still don't know if necessarily like if they would end up making an in, like an intra division trade or anything, but um, I don't know. I I wouldn't get your hopes up there, but um, what was it? Stroman like one fit that I know Dennis Lynn of the Athletic wrote it today, and I think it does make some sense. Is the San Diego Padres? Um, Padres could use another starting pitcher. They could absolutely use catcher too, Jan Gomes, I don't necessarily know if the Cubs are actually going to be in a hurry to trade Jan Gomes. They really value what he provides, um, both on the field and off the field. And for a young team like that, I think they'd be more inclined to hold on to him unless they're blown away with an offer. Um, But I think the Cubs and the Padres, they do make sense as trade partners, as Dennis wrote.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Stroman is kidding when he says he would like to negotiate something to stay longer with chicago you gotta wonder if he maybe gets dealt if this continues to go off the rails help san diego in the second half who could use a pitcher like stroman then he's got this player option for 2024 he just declines it tests the market again and comes back to the cubbies long term like if you're surrendering assets for him you gotta wonder if he's just gonna bounce right back to chicago
0: yeah, because that's kind of like what happened with the world Chapman. Chapman um, yeah. when he got traded from the Yankees to the Cubs, was there for a little bit. He was basically there for a cup of coffee. I mean, also a deep postseason run, too. But he also then he signed right back with the Yankees. So maybe that could end up being the case here because he really, um, from his comments publicly, seems to like Chicago.
1: Yeah, and uh, in retrospect, it would have been nice if Aroldis Chapman had maybe taken a longer free agency tour after 2016. I don't know. might might have been cool if he'd maybe taken a couple of meetings. Who who knows? But, hey, it is what it is.
0: No, exactly. What, 2016 that was?
1: Yeah, traded him in summer 16, won a World Series with the Cubs, went to New York for a a large amount of money, and then when the Yankees had an opt-out possibility after 2019, somehow they turned that into – not only picking up the extra year, but extending him for two more after that. So it, it just wouldn't end.
0: And now I'm starting to think that didn't work out.
1: I, it, I think it, you know, it probably worked out for some. It didn't work out for me. I, I didn't enjoy my time with that man.
0: No, I don't think you were alone on that one. I don't think you're alone at all.
1: No, but enjoy Kansas City, Aroldis. Um, the comment section, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We'll yeah, see. I mean, I mean, there, there's, he's, he's, he's gonna find himself somewhere else. Who knows? Oh yeah, um, absolutely, he will. Not for me. Not me. Not my backyard. Don't do that. Um, everybody is, uh, everybody's asking questions about Zach Pleissack. So we got, we got to hit on Zach Pleissack. Um, who, who, Cleveland has has pitchers moving in all directions. Whether they're taking offers for Shane Bieber, uh, or not, whether they're actually able to complete something is yet to be determined. But Plesack has been DFA'd. Um, after 21 very unsuccessful innings this season, and uh, which subtracted 0.7 b in a very limited opportunity. Plesak was sort of a, a heavy trade candidate. Uh, people had their eyes on him in 2021. 2022, he didn't move. There were some disciplinary things in 2020. Uh, those are well in the rearview mirror. But at this point, now he's going to have to find a new home. Do you anticipate him Clearing waivers altogether. Do you think they'll work at a trade here? What do we have to keep our
0: eyes on for Plesak? Every indication that I've got as of right now is he's probably not going to be traded. I would expect him to clear waivers and become a free agent. And um, I, I think a priority for him, I don't think he's going to end up signing right away. I think he's going to try to do some different things and try to wait for, wait for the right fit. And I think the right fit for him will be a team with a really good pitching coach and also like a veteran, um, veteran pitching staff with guys that he can lean on and learn from and be around and like get him back on track. And that's why I think the brewers make a lot of sense here. They could use, I mean, they're, they're a team that likes pitchers. They Craig council has called them out getters for years. And he likes ha- having as many out getters and options as he possibly can. Please is 28. He's still got option the years left, so he can be moved to the minors, um, And he's got a history of success. And that seems like the kind of guy that the Brewers would take a gamble on. But that being said, being 28, having options left, and also having a history of success, there's gonna be a lot of teams interested, I would think. Um, but I think the Brewers they they kind of stand out to me as a team that that could be in. I don't know for sure, but um, he seems like the kind of guy that they could like.
1: The Pirates fans in the comments seem to want Zach Bleasak on the Pirates or just want everybody on the Pirates and uh that particular segment of the comment section is what I love about the long MLB season. The we talk so We talk so much about the Priates or the Pirates, <laughs> whichever <laughs> you prefer. Losing their mojo. We, we gave them the All Vibes Award in April. We talked about how the clubhouse was, uh, you know, I'm sure things weren't changing internally, but that they'd lost a little bit of their shine in May. One big weekend series against the Cardinals, they're right back nipping at the heels of first place and how the fans are showing up again in the podcast, just saying, get that kind of pirates. Pirates need help. Bye. Bye. It's like, I love it. I love how long this season.
0: Is. No, me too. And I'll tell you, pirates fans, um, they're what a fan base that is. They, I'll tell you the interactions I have had with pirates fans over the last six to 12 months has been freaking phenomenal. That's one of my sneaky favorite fan bases. And like they, it seems like there's a lot of teams or a lot of fans that just, as soon as I tweet something, they're like, They beg for the team to go after the player. It seems like the Mets and the Pirates have been the most active for me. Uh, Angels, too, actually, now that I think about it. Um, Fun fan bases. I always enjoy those kind of interactions. And I'll even – it's been 19 minutes into the podcast, and I haven't given a shout-out to obviously a burner yet. So uh, I just wanted to mention your Tampa Bay Rays for you, my friend.
1: They're good. Um, I love talking Pirates. I love talking NL Central. I had a great – Uh, I had a great Mets fan experience yesterday. Basically, if you're going to a Mets game as an impartial observer, I sat next to the exact person you want to sit next to yesterday. It's like an angry Mets fan, probably five years older than me, I would say, talking about how pointing at the banner for the wild cards, saying this is the only franchise with a wild card banner. We celebrate mediocrity. I hate it. I was like, I know, man, I know. And he told me a story. He said yesterday, uh, the Mets were supposed to have uh, a. Se- he's a season ticket holder. They were supposed to do a season ticket holders event with Mookie Wilson, like pregame, maybe not on the field, but in a club of some kind. So he printed out some Mookie Wilson, Bill Buckner photos. He was going to get him to sign them. He was going to get one for Father's Day for his dad. And it turned out that the Mets had double booked Mookie Wilson and sent him to Long Island, oh, and that. In a scramble, they didn't know what else to do. They just brought Todd Zeal down from the SNY booth and, and like gave him to the season ticket holder. They were like, "Is is Todd Zeal good?" And everybody was kind of like, "I guess." And so I, I was so happy to hear that
0: story. Mom, that's, the Mets—they always find a way to do the Mets thing. So it's it's absolutely nuts. Did I wonder? I take it he didn't handle that very well, did he?
1: It Didn't seem to, and he left uh, after the bottom of the seventh inning when uh, I think. Uh, the the Mets gave up a, a tie breaking home run. They came back from four nothing down. Brandon Belt went yard on him to make it six four, and then they went down quietly in the seventh. He was like, "Enjoy your day," and he
0: he left. So that that's- damn that sounds like an eventful day at the ballpark. Holy Toledo! By the way, David Garcia, good shot on Brent Strom. I, I I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. He's yeah, that'd be a very good one for him.
1: And rooting for Brent Strom now that I have my D backs bet. Is a lot more fun than rooting against Brent Strom. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Man's good. He knows what he's doing. One of the best in baseball for a reason.
1: Huge blow to my playoff bet yesterday, though. I don't know if you caught the end of that game. One run lead against the Braves. Second and third, no outs. Miguel Castro on the doorstep of wriggling out of it. And then Eddie Rosario tags him for a grand slam with two outs in the ninth to go from 5 4 up to 8 5 down. And the Diamondbacks aren't quite in that upper echelon yet, but Tori did get extended. So big moves, in the, big moves in the desert.
0: No, big moves in the desert is right. That's that's a good move. I'll tell you, Tori Lovello, the job he's done in Arizona. I know it's been up and down, um, but this year he's you can see how good of a manager he is, and then you can see exactly why Mike Hazen and, and the ownership group in Arizona has held onto him for as long as they have. Like they they know they got a really good manager there. They just haven't necessarily put the pieces around, but. Um, if you give them something to work with you can often like make that look quite good and this year has been absolutely the case and it's got them right atop the division with the Dodgers which I don't think anyone could have necessarily envisioned uh, coming into the year not even no you.
1: no not even me I was too nervous to make the playoff bet I mean I did make it but cheaply tiny little bit I was confident they'd get over 75 wins playoffs. We talked about it and you were like, I don't know, man, there are a lot of playoff caliber teams. And I was like, you're right. There really are. But I, so I put a little wimpy bet behind it and uh, yeah, no, I, I, mean, I still don't know if they're going to survive the rough and tumble wild card picture. I still think the Dodgers are going to win the West, but tangible progress has been made for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. It has. And like, that's, uh, that's all they could ask for. And I'll tell you the fact that they're we're this far into the season, they're competing to this level. Yeah, respect.
1: Obviously, a burner is right. We don't unit shame. We don't shame anything about your betting choices, especially if you use our DraftKings offer to get yourself started. Again, just a reminder, we have a special DraftKings promo for viewers of the Baseball Insiders. The code is Insider. You bet $5 on any sport, you get $150 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose, as long as you are in a legal betting state. See full terms at DraftKings.com or in the description below that code, Baseball Insider at sign up on DraftKings, right in the bottom corner of this podcast, you can view it for the remainder of the YouTube show. Again, we stream here every Monday and Thursday, 3.30 Eastern time, and uh, a little bit of that stream is taken up by... A betting promo at the bottom of the screen, which you may stare at if you do not feel like staring at our faces, which it's it's always an option for you if you want to key in on just the bottom corner. Uh, Hunter Miser may be joining a little bit late. Please act fits. We're looking at the Brewers for now, um, but we will uh, continue to monitor that situation. Robert, you believe again for any late arriving viewers that please act will not be traded and will clear waivers.
0: That is. Currently, my expectation um, remains to be seen if that changes, but um, that's that is my expectation as of now is that he'll become a free agent.
1: So have at it, everybody. Eat, uh, eat, please, act up like sharks to chum, like a shark chomping on this little lobster roll. Um, we'll see what happens when he clears. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every
0: time. And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: I want to talk about the Reds uh, because I love them. Because I think that I, I think that I love them. Um, Ken Rosendale, C. Trent... Fought Kirk Herb Street last week. Uh, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Jonathan India trade is maybe uh, around the corner, but I don't think it was out of bounds to talk about the incoming infield crunch. Um, Jonathan India probably, you know, I'm not in that locker room. I can't say Kirk Herb Street was saying we haven't had a captain like this since 20. I don't know what kind of leader Jonathan India is. I don't know how much of a part of the future they believe him to be but it's probably more likely some other players get squeezed out of that infield shuffle so india could go with ellie Delacruz on the verge i'm looking at jake fraley who's an outfielder they could sell high on i don't know if tj friedel is a member of this team long term nick senzel who has already made the successful move to the outfield moderately successful at the very least either way I, we can't write off the reds in the central yet which is nuts and i don't think we can write them off as potential deadline sellers either
0: no. And like, if <laughs> that division in the NL central is just absolutely wild right now. I mean, it's, there's teams like the Reds and the Cubs and the Cardinals. I mean, they're, I'm, well, i well, you can basically just say the Cubs and the Cardinals right now, because they're the two worst teams in the division. They're still not out of it. Like that's been a, just a complete struggle for both teams. And yet they're still firmly in this thing. Just like the Brewers have not run with this thing. No team in that division has run with it. And with the reds now, like obviously Jonathan India, if he becomes available would be the most intriguing piece of the puzzle there on the trade market. But I don't think he's going to be available. Every indication that I've gotten is that the reds are in absolutely no hurry whatsoever to move India. Um, But with that infield log jam, that's certainly going to create phone calls and there's going to be plenty of interest. I would imagine. Um, But I think what you mentioning uh, like Jake Fraley, TJ Fradel. um, like I think those guys absolutely make sense as as trade candidates for sure. Um, I mean, obviously Will Myers, like when they signed him in the offseason, I firmly expected that one year deal to end up resulting in him being traded at the deadline. I still don't necessarily know what or if anything they could get for him at the deadline. Um, but the Reds, they're they're in a very interesting spot just because they're actually like firmly exceeding expectations. Um and it makes it a little bit different or a little bit more difficult for, for Nick crawl in that front office to navigate at the deadline, but I still think they should sell um, just to what level remains to be seen.
1: Justin, again, with, with Jonathan India, having Boris as his agent, Justin blink once. If you are Scott Boris, you seem to have a really full knowledge of his catalog of potential uh, player options. Uh, no, but that's very helpful context as it, as it was last time. Um, and yeah, I know it doesn't it seem, though, like every year the true deadline winner is the team that plucks a Jake Fraley or a Fradle and is able to get another two great months out of them leading into the postseason rather mm-hmm. than the team that surrenders all those assets for a Shane Bieber type.
0: No, absolutely. And that's I firmly think that's going to be in the case here once again. Um, I think those guys could end up being some pretty valuable commodities at the deadline. Like the, I'll tell you, going back to the Bieber thing. The more I've thought about it, like I do think the Guardians should should very strongly entertain moving him. And I, mm-hmm. if you had to ask me now, I do think he would be traded. Um, obviously, we got two months until the deadline, but um, I think he makes a, an absolute ton of sense, especially with where the Guardians are at right now in the standings.
1: I firmly agree. I I think. Like I said, best time to use our betting promos is yesterday. Second best time is now. I think the best time to trade Bieber was last deadline or this offseason. But the second best time is very much at this year's deadline. Don't risk another season. Get that extra half year of control in there. Um, Yankees have an infield log jam too, by the way, in the comment section sort of popping off. Um, I know plenty about what it's like to have an infield log jam uh, K1993 D asking if the Yankees trade Glaber Torres. That's another one. I I think eventually. Yes. I think this season in season with all the other bats they've lost from injuries. No, I, I do not think that they do this year, but I don't know if you're hearing anything different.
0: No, I can't say I've heard anything on that front. Um, not because it's not real, but like just Cause I haven't, I haven't heard anything. Um, but I, I, if you had to guess, or if you had to ask me right now, I would guess he's probably not moved.
1: Yeah, I think the Yankees are going to keep kicking that issue down the line. Um, well, I'll, I will be watching the Reds game tonight. Not just scouting. I want to watch Andrew Abbott of your University of Virginia Cavaliers baseball team. Um, just to get out the controversy out of the way now. Yes, I do root for North Carolina basketball and Virginia baseball. I'm on record. Um, I have family who are. Uh, related to both universities, my aunt and uncle are lifelong UVA baseball season ticket holders. Um, unapologetic, I don't, not afraid to say it. UVA made it out of their regional at home clean sweep in the baseball postseason. They will now host the super regional against either Coastal Carolina or Duke. I would like to face and beat Duke. Thank you very much.
0: All right, I, I, I yeah, go. Wait, who are you rooting for again? Virginia. Virginia. I'll go Virginia. That's, that's what I got to say about that. I do yeah, there we go. Go, go Virginia, baby.
1: I want my family to stay happy. I, I care more about North Carolina basketball than I care about Virginia baseball. If, if anybody put me in a lie detector, that's, that's what I would say, but I do root for uh, two different schools and opposite programs. So yeah, I have to own that. A um, couple more things, quick things to go through. Um, I read MLB.com's list of change of scenery players this weekend, and it piqued my interest. Uh, it's mostly blocked prospects, which which it's Mark Feinstein's work, and it, that's what made me more intrigued by it. It's not necessarily players who were just struggling at the big league level. It's a lot of guys gaining reputations as quad A players who may or may not deserve them. He mentions Estevan Floreal of the Yankees, who is very much stuck in that position and off the 40-man. Joe Adele tippy-top prospect with the Angels who's been floating around forever, catching prospect Sam Huff of the Rangers and Corey Lee of the Astros, and Keston Hira, who I know we've talked about extensively here, who is mashing at AAA for anybody who's lost touch on how well he's playing. I don't know if you have any inside dope on any of these guys, but especially here, who I know we've spoken about plenty recently. We, we thought he'd get plucked up after losing his 40-man spot and somehow still is, has trickled down to the Brewers.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to start with Joe Adele here. Um, He is, I I think he can end up being a buy a low candidate for some contending team. I keep looking at the Dodgers for that because they could use another outfield. They need out outfield depth. Um, And I, I think that could absolutely make sense as like a, as I said, a buy a low don't know if talks have happened or anything, but that's just a speculative fit on my end. And then with Keston Hira, you would think with the numbers that he's posted at triple a that he would end up garnering interest. But he's like, as, as you said before, his DFA cleared waivers, nobody claimed him. And it was a cheap salary too. And he reverted back to to triple a and he's mashing now. Maybe that could intrigue some team to end up trying to buy him um, and get him for a cheap price. But um, the Brewers have always believed in here is ability I think a change of scenery at the major league level would be a very good thing for him. I think it could benefit him a lot. Um, I still, I still cannot believe though that nobody traded for him when he was DFA. Like he's a, an immensely talented hitter. Um, I know when, when he was coming up with the Brewers, the, the talk was that he was going to end up being one of their better homegrown infielders in ages and it has not worked out that way. But I think going to a different place would be a, very good thing for him
1: yeah man he's ripping the cover off the ball at triple a this year he's he's got a 1074 ops hitting 331 12 homers and 33 ribs in just 32 games this is kind of what we expected from him all along still just 26 now he is on the minor league seven day il which is the most nebulous possible place a person could be it could mean you know, minor ankle sprain or head fell off. They don't tell us anything. So we have no idea what, what Kesson here is up to right now, but as long as he's healthy enough to be moved, I think somebody should absolutely take that chance.
0: Oh, me too. I think some team can end up getting a real steal for if they ended up moving or if they ended up making a move for hero. I think that that should be something that teams prioritize here is making a, a, um, just a, a below the radar kind of move for a player who I think could really break out with a new team i i yeah i am just i'm stunned it hasn't happened already
1: i like joe adele on the dodgers too i mean they, they're they've lost trace thompson uh who honestly has provided next to nothing uh adele is a righty who theoretically should be able to mash lefties again the the pedigree on joe adele is so high to think that with his AAA numbers he's not getting a chance. It's kind of hard to fathom, but the angels have managed to bury Mickey Moniak already. Again, he didn't play this whole weekend series. So they seem to be pretty set in their ways. They're going to let Taylor Ward work it out. Somebody got to open the door for Adele too.
0: No, absolutely. And like Mickey Moniak, him being down, like and them holding him down for as long as they have. Um, I don't know. I, I wondered if some team could, like, I know the angels are going to avoid selling at all costs just because they want to compete with this possibly being, um, their last season was Shohei Otani, but I do think that, um, I wonder if some team could inquire about Hunter Renfro. I, I I wondered about it. He could be a sneaky bat that could be like, I thought could make sense as someone who could be moved. I still don't think it'll happen just because the angels is the desire to compete this year, but yeah, I guess you never know, but I'm I wouldn't get your hopes up, but I think some teams will inquire there.
1: Hunter Renfro is an expert at getting traded for whatever reason. So it would not shock me either if he is moved mid-season. Uh, that's basically all we got. I just want to give you a chance to open up your notebook before you head off on your little vacation. Little vacation. I mean that in a demeaning way. It's just kind of a short vacation. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> your little vacation. I hope it's cute. I hope you have a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Before you head off on vacation, though, I just want to make sure, let's empty that notebook. Is there anything else I should be keeping my eye on? Is there anything I need to know about to monitor over the next week and a half or so?
0: I would keep your eyes on this. Tomas Nito was designated for assignment today by the New York Mets, and that was a move that a lot of people saw coming just because of Francisco Alvarez's emergence and Omar is coming off the IL. Um, I think a, a team to watch there is the Cleveland Guardians. That that that's something definitely to watch.
1: The guardians catching situation has uh, been pretty Mike Zanino heavy this year and has not exactly paid off. I, I was, I thought that would be a nice cheap signing. I thought Josh bell would be a nice maneuver so far. Uh, not, not so nice.
0: No, not so nice at all. Like, I, like the bell one, as soon as it happened, I remember it was at the, it was at the winter meetings when it happened and I was completely caught off guard by that one. Um, that was, that was a move. I wasn't a fan of in the moment. Uh, obviously a lot of time to change that narrative but like so far not so good there um and also canyons swartz um pirates have been trying to extend mitch keller uh nothing cooking at least i don't think nothing is imminent there at the moment um i know there was a report from uh jason Mackey about o'neill cruz being an extension candidate with them i Maybe they've had some conversations, but I really don't think that the time for an extension for Cruz is now. Um, so, yeah, I, maybe that's an offseason conversation when he's healthy. Um, but now I, I just I don't think that's a I don't I don't think that's a not thing.
1: According to Canyon Swartz, Bell blows. But does he blow the Cardinal socks? More on this next. Episode. We'll have to figure it out. Um, do you have any? Do you have any raise info to dangle for? Obviously, a burner for being our most uh, dedicated viewer before you bounce or
0: no? I got lots of raise info. No, I'm just kidding. I, I got nothing for you. Obviously, a burner. My my apologies. Um, but the next episode when I come back from vacation, I'll make sure I got I got something for you.
1: Well, we'll be back. I'm not going anywhere. You'll see me on Thursday at 3:30 Eastern, just like normal. I'll be back Monday as well. When Robert comes back, we'll reunite, bring the band back together, and be ever closer to the deadline. Also, we might just have a special athlete guest in a couple weeks. I don't know. Um, Somebody who intrigues me uh, is a baseball player I admire quite a bit and who has uh, been spoken about on this show uh, with <laughs> Robert uh, banging the off-season drum for this person. So hopefully we'll be able to catch up with him and, and let him know. Uh, that he's appreciated it but that'll be a mystery will reveal when the time comes uh, until then uh, again the offer has been scrolling at the bottom of the screen the DraftKings promo is baseball insider if you are a first-time user uh, rest assured I'll be right back at it on Thursday but Robert Murray we're gonna take a little break and uh, you've earned it my dude
0: I appreciate it man it'll be good to take a little bit of a break because um, we know the next well the trade deadline stretch is gonna be pretty grueling and I'm I'm hoping we could break some big ones, maybe even some live on this live on this podcast. Which it's always a bit of a rush, but um, no, I just want to say thank you all for watching and tuning in once again. Appreciate you guys more than you know, Adam. I appreciate you, Joanne. Um, you're wonderful. We appreciate you too, um, Adam. I'll I'll see you later, my friend.
1: Correct. Appreciation across the board. You ride with us now when we're just uh, talking rumors. Uh, so that you can ride with us at the deadline when we are breaking trades on air, going nuts and losing the thread and uh, having a tough time uh, keeping up. But hopefully that that's my job to try to keep up with the ship as things are going off the rails. I could not do the show without you, Joanne, the viewers, the listeners on all podcast platforms. Again, if you hate looking at us, you could just listen. And especially without you, Robert Murray, you're the man, you carry the show, and I'll see you when you get back
0: will see you when you get back. Thank you, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited-edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co Easier said. Done.